Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Well, the Utah Jazz do it again. Another convincing win in Washington. We'll have the best of the postgame show coming up later uh, this hour. But again, Jazz in a close game at halftime. Jazz open up a big lead in the third quarter, completely dominate the quarter, and then run away a hide early in the fourth quarter. And the end of the game is played by the subs, which is keeping... Minutes off the starter's legs. It's making sure the Jazz don't lose any games on any weird calls, fluky baskets, crazy last-second threes, um, video reversals, you know, stuff that happened earlier this year. But if you get up by 15 or 20 or more, you don't have to worry about that stuff. So the Jazz have won seven in a row now. They come home. They don't play again until Wednesday. The Clippers will be here, and the Spurs are here on Friday. So... A nice win for the Jazz. A lot of guys looking good. Uh, I thought Hassan Whiteside rebounded like a madman. 14 rebounds in 20 minutes. It's not even human. One every three minutes is really good. One every two and a half is outstanding. He got, uh, I can't even do the math on 14. He got three rebounds every two minutes or something like that. Or two rebounds every three minutes, I guess. That's crazy. Uh, Whiteside has been a real plus for the Jazz. It's not a huge role, but it's an important role, and he's doing really well. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, Tom Homo, Kalani Sataki, and an unprecedented commitment to BYU. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. So BYU had a press conference uh, Friday afternoon. Tom Homo announcing an unprecedented commitment. Kalani Sataki is happy. Oregon has a head coach. It's not BYU's head coach. Presumably there's an unprecedented buyout in this. BYU is a private school. You can't use the Freedom of Information Act and get all the info that you can get from a public school, which is why we know the salaries of so many coaches. I did some digging. We'll get into this later in the show. But for the Big 12 membership going forward, taking out Oklahoma and Texas, putting in Central Florida, Houston, Cincinnati, the middle of the league, the fifth best best paid coach would be Luke Fickle, $3.4 million salary at Cincinnati. I assume BYU wants to be in the top half of the league. The top half of the league makes between $3.4 and $4.5 million. Where is Kalani? I would think he's in that neighborhood. Here's Tom Homo and Kalani Sataki, and they will explain to you, and it's a question from PK, uh, about how they looked at Big 12 salaries and some Pac-12 salaries. You know, teams are going to have to compete with. Kyle Whittingham's making $5.2 million. Uh, here's the press conference. Listen up. I'm sitting next to a man here that I have a great deal of respect for, and I love this guy. And it just so happens that he's a great coach. So we have this amazing combination of character and football acumen and love and mentoring and leadership that we feel is super important for our program, our university and all of Cougar Nation. Um, I feel like Kalani has made an incredible commitment to BYU football. He's made a commitment to the student athletes. He's made a commitment to his staff. He's made a commitment to Cougar Nation. You can see everybody around Cal, um, Cougar Nation to incredible heights where everybody's feeling great about the Cougs and the way they play the ball. So thus, we felt that it was imperative and very important that we made that same commitment back to him. And so today, I'm happy to say that we have an unprecedented contract with Kalani and BYU football. 
that will keep him here for years to come. And we're so grateful that he is a coach for BYU that brings stability in a time where in college athletics right now, there's a lot of instability. And when you look around this program, you see student athletes that are calm and poised, that play and have fun and love the game and love to learn. And those are the fundamentals that Kalani has taught these players. And to, for me to feel it and Cougar Nation to feel that love, we want to put it together and keep it rolling. I have great value for this man, for his wife, Timberly, and their children, the Sataki family, that we are now <clears throat> moving forward into a, a great future, moving one more year in independent football schedule and then into the Big 12. And there's no one else on the planet that we'd rather do it with than Coach Kalani Sataki. Kalani. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, I just, just want to express my um, appreciation and gratitude for the opportunity that I have to be head coach here at BYU Football. And But uh, more than anything, my time here, um, being around such wonderful people and and, uh, and to work under President Worth and, and his leadership in, in Upper Campus Administration and then with Tom Holmar, our athletic director, and uh, his staff here and, um, with our athletic department administration. It's been a pleasure for me, uh, and I've learned quite a bit, and I've grown quite a bit. And, uh, but it's been, it's, been, uh, it's been a wonderful experience for me uh, going throughout the past six years uh, of, of progress and, and to be able to focus on our culture with love and learn, but also the, to feel the, the the love and appreciation I have from them. I appreciate them. And, uh, and I'm thankful that I get to work with wonderful people on campus. And with that being said, I, I'm really excited about this opportunity to be the head coach and to have the stability that, that uh, Tom mentioned. And uh, this whole situation has never been about me. It's been about our program and uh, specifically about about our players and so I'm really excited for the opportunity that, uh, that we have um, with our coaching staff and our support staff and and everyone involved in BYU football um, specifically the players uh, the opportunities that they're going to have and the resources that they're going to have to to get us into the situation to have success and so uh, I'm really excited about that and, and um, finally I, I mean most of all I'm, I'm just going to tell BYU fans I'm so happy and um you know, before I, I, I say it all the time, before I was a BYU head coach and before I was a BYU football player, I was always a BYU fan. And so um, I appreciate all the support that that, uh, that, I, that we have received from uh, Cougar Nation and um, warms my heart. I hope I hope they know how much uh, I love I love them and how much our team loves them and how excited we are to perform in this bowl game going into next week. And, and uh, I think this is a good moment for us to be focused on the game and be focused on trying to um, have a wonderful moment in the Independence Bowl and, um, and looking forward to, to this next week and the festivities and all that. But more than anything, I, more than anything, I just want I want the fans to know how much um, I love I love them. And then so thank you so much and uh, looking forward to this let's let's get this thing rolling <laughs> so any questions i know some of you might have a few for tom <laughs> <laughs> oh by the way i wore three shades of blue to celebrate the moment so thank you very much
Thank, Thank you, Coach. We're all excited to have you, and congratulations. Uh, we'll start with questions with, from Alex, and then Jason Shepard, um, and then John Kuhn with Associated Press. Hi, Tom. Hi, Kalani. Thanks. Uh, thanks for doing this for uh, for us today. Congrats, Kalani, on the new on the new contract. Um, Tom, I'm curious, you mentioned it was in the release and then you mentioned it just now that um, this contract for Kalani is unprecedented. That's the word that you used. I'm curious what exactly makes it unprecedented. And um, as any follow up, Kalani, you've been in the coaching uh, profession for a while. You've seen a lot of contracts. Would you consider it as unprecedented? I'll start. I feel it's unprecedented because Kalani and I got together with Brian Santiago, my deputy AD, and we started talking about the program. The program really starts with Kalani, but it also goes deeper than that. It goes into Kalani's coaching staff. It goes into his office staff. It goes on to the people around the strength staff, the trainers. There's so many people that are involved in the success of this program. And when we started talking about the future with Kalani, Kalani wanted to start with them. He didn't want to start with himself. And so I think it's unprecedented. I believe it's unprecedented because because one, we're able to move forward with our head coach leading the way in a long-term contract. It also is unprecedented that we have made the commitment to Kalani and his staff going forward and for the rest of the program that we're going to do the things that we need to to bring BYU football into this modern age where we're we've been an independent and now we're going to the big 12 and it's going to take a lot it's going to take a concerted effort between our administration byu athletics byu football Kalani and the staff we're all in this together and i think that one of the things that's really made me feel good about this whole thing is Kalani loves the department it's so cool to see Kalani um just feeling it with the head, other head coaches and conferring and con, um, consulting with and them talking about the games and talking about their players. And it, it kind of, it all felt so good that it's unprecedented because Cougar Nation wanted it badly. They had, Kalani had made a commitment to Cougar Nation and Cougar Nation has made a commitment to Kalani. And we just had to put that all together. Am I supposed to add anything on that? I don't know. You can see if Alex. Did Alex want me to add something on that? Yeah, I just, um, you know, because you've been in the coaching profession for such a long time and um, and I've seen many, many a contract as an assistant or as a head coach, I'm curious if, if you believe that this new contract um, is unprecedented, if that's your opinion as well. I believe it is um, for for the main reason that it's it's not just about me. This is, this is um, about the program and about the players, uh, about the staff. Um, so it, it's, to me, that's what makes it different is I, I know that everyone, uh, and a lot of times uh, the head coach gets a lot of the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the attention, but for, for me, it's, it's more than that. It, it's, it's the, uh, I mean, I, I know I'm the guy that stands out in front of, um, you know, the game and, and, and cheers. And I'm like, I get really excited and, and uh, I dance. I do all that stuff because I'm a big time fan. I love watching our boys perform. Um, but uh, it's not a one man show. This is this is something that takes uh, 
a, a bunch of people and a lot of sacrifices from a lot of other uh, wonderful people I get to work with. And so this is getting them the opportunities and, and getting our players um, the opportunities and resources. And uh, that, that's why, in my opinion, for, for me, the unprecedented part is that it, it involves more than just the head coach. Yeah, and let me follow up on that, too. I, I believe that you know, Kalani has dreams for BYU football, and we talk about those visions a lot. And so when we talk about unprecedented, it's about unprecedented about what we can do at BYU. We're not really, Kalani doesn't really concern himself with other schools and how they do it. And it's more about what he and his boys are going to do. And I think that that's where the unprecedented statement comes from from me, is that I feel that we're taking this to another level here at BYU. Go ahead, Jason. Kalani, uh, both you and Tom have mentioned just how much, you know, BYU fans have reached out and they wanted this to happen. But over the last couple of days, you've had so many current players, former players, recruits, transfers, all take to social media and talking about their support of you, not just now, but wanting you to be here long term. What does that support mean to you? I mean, the, the support. um it's 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 been really nice and 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 the uh um you know i i uh, this is this is so much fun because the fans and uh, the alumni and it's not just um football but it's just you can just feel the love from everybody and um i, I think our players they they feed off of that our team feeds off of that our program does and so why wouldn't the head coach feed off of that um makes my family feel really want, uh, wonderful as well and you know I, I i thanked a lot of people but i'm so thankful that my family allows me the time to spend with um with everybody i sometimes i put uh other people first and 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 they're the ones sometimes that have to share their dad or or, or their husband so uh, i'm really thankful that, that i have a wonderful family that supports me and 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 knows the um how important it is to, to be around the fans, and uh, and I think they enjoy it as well. But this is this is something that's just uh, I feel so good, man. I, I feel so good about everything now, and and, and going into uh, our bowl prep and going to our practices. It was nice to, to share with the with the players the news that that um you know the commitment that 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 I'm seeing and that we're seeing from our 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 administration and from our school. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, to getting to, I mean, getting to practice and working tonight and, and, and getting on and, and then I'm seeing a bunch of wonderful people in Shreveport. Go ahead, John. Um, as, as far as the new contract goes, what was the timeline for, for working on this contract and was there a sense of urgency to, to get the details ironed out and get everything done as quickly as possible. You want to take it? Or me? Yeah, I think it's still. I mean, it's everything's still a work in progress, and 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 there's a. I can tell you one thing that that BYU is in a situation now that they've never been before. Uh, talking about athletics and what I'm seeing from the leadership, I've been really impressed with. Uh, there's going to be opportunities for us to, um, to continue to, to be innovative and creative in how we do things and how we operate. And I'm looking forward to seeing the, the wonderful things that, and the opportunities that we're going to give all, all of our student athletes, which means that extends also to our fans and to our our, our students that are here on on, on campus and our, our faculty and staff. 
We'll have questions now from Sean and then Jake. Yeah, Coach, congratulations on the extension, just like everybody else on this call again. But uh, you you talked a little bit about, obviously, your role, and Tom talked about your role, and we know about your assistants and A-Rod and Elisa and Lamb, all of them. Um, how important is that kind of support, that support staff structure and role of guys like Jason and Jack and, and John Swift and some of those guys. I mean, can you, can we talk a little bit more about those guys and kind of what this means for some of them maybe as well as part of the kind of unprecedented nature of the, the announcement? Of course. I mean, I think the, uh, you know, we have wonderful people that are behind the, behind the scenes. I'm glad you mentioned them by name, but the, the, uh, the do a lot of the work that people don't ever hear about. And so this, this program doesn't work without those people that, that, that uh, are in the, in the background and don't really care to be in the spotlight, um, but, but do so much work and sacrifice so much of their time. And, and, and I, I, you know, I, I want to express my, my appreciation to their families, our coaches' families, but our, also our support staff and their families for uh, allowing their, their family members to do, you know, to sacrifice a lot of their time for us and uh, whatever we can do to get them um, more uh, resources, more opportunities to, uh, I feel like we have a wonderful brand of football and the more people we can add to it, the, the more um, it, it just grows exponentially and how we can reach uh, different parts of not just the country, but the world. And so whether that's in recruiting or that's in just sending the mission of our, our team and our vision of our team, the culture of our team, which is w well in line with what the, the mission of the school and the athletic department, um, just getting that out there and, and doing whatever we can to, to promote it and then promote the brand and and that's that's the exciting part for me and, and the exciting part for our support staff it's just uh, everything's going to grow that that's just going to happen naturally and we've done some wonderful things with what we already have and like i said i've seen some wonderful things from our, our leadership in our athletic department but we're, we have an opportunity now going into the big 12 in, in, a, in a year's time right that that um where we, we can get our brand going even stronger and the, the, and the brand is really strong because cougar nation is really strong it's big time so uh, it's just giving us the opportunity to keep working and, and finding ways to innovate and and create opportunities and more more opportunities for for a bigger impact and bigger influence question, I guess, for Tom first, but Kalani, you feel free to chip in on this as well. But uh, obviously, this is a deal for Kalani, Tom, but will there be additional funds allocated for assistance and off-the-field staff under this new deal? Yes. It's not part of Kalani's deal, but part of our vision and how we put it together was their separate pieces that are moving forward. Okay, so, they will, but there, so there will be a separate essentially agreement for those other parts of this is what you're saying. Right. And I, I would say that the assistant coaching pool is those contracts are coming together as we speak. So they'll all be done and renewed for January 1st. Kalani, just on that, is that, is that what you wanted? Did you want to have additional resources for your staff? course for, for the staff and for the the players and um you know the, I, th I think that's it's well aligned with what what we want to do we just we just want to do it we've done it really well we just want to keep doing it better okay uh next we'll have jared lloyd and then mitch harper um kalani we we've heard in the news across the country 
uh, a lot of coaching contracts, coaching changes, and, you know, some of the dollar amounts have been eye popping and the greed, you know, the greed is an interesting element, uh, you know, greed slash market value. How do you approach that? And I guess this is for both of you guys, cause you guys see it from different angles, but how do you approach that side of it? The market value of a major college football coach right now. You want to take it? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I, I will say, I, I don't feel that the word greed would come into our conversation in this discussion. Really, we've had discussions throughout our relationship together from the time that Kalani came on as our head coach, and they're ongoing. I, I would say early in this season, Kalani and Brian Santiago and I started having conversations with John Swift, who's Kalani's chief of staff, about the future. And this was prior to the Big 12 announcement. So we've been having these conversations for a while, knowing that even if we were independent, that we still were going to, we still needed to grow and we still needed to develop. But from the time that we, um, it was announced that we were going into the big 12, we've had conversations that have been ongoing and it's like a company. We're trying to make decisions that are going to be efficient for our future success. And there are there are budget issues that come into play. We just talk about them. And we talk about where we can allocate our money and where we should and where we should invest it. And we know that we needed to make a bigger commitment because we are all on the same page as what it's going to take to be successful in the Big 12. It'll be very, it'll be tough. It's going to be a way tougher initiative than we've been involved with in the past. And we got to up the ante, not necessarily just salary wise, but just in how we know that we're doing the right things with the right people in the right way. And that's just, I don't ever think that there was paper sliding back and forth across the table as much as we were just having discussions about what it's going to take. Um, with this new unprecedented deal, what do you believe BYU football can accomplish going into the Big 12 Conference? Well, I, I'm going to say this. I, I really never make can, um, predictions about games. People I say, hey, how you, what's the score going to be? Are we going to win? And I think that I kind of follow Kalani's um, lead as he works with the football team and the coaches. And that is he really believes in having the team prepared. And he's preparing them for a very, very high standard. So in order to do that, we're going to pick up and continue to grow in a lot of the different areas, strength and conditioning, nutrition, um, training room, uh, recruiting. There's just there's a whole list of things that we have uh, penciled out. And, and I would say that if we do the things that we're committed to doing together, we're going to have success. And success, you just can't go, hey, we got to go win a bunch of games. You have to build a foundation and you have to put people in, the, in those roles and you got to have those people going in the same direction. So we're starting, we're not starting from square one. Kalani has already got this ball rolling. We're going to keep it going in the right direction and then we'll hopefully be able to change the trajectory to get where we all dream about going. 
We've got time for a couple more questions. Um, Patrick Cahan, uh, followed by Dana Green. Uh, this message is for Tom. Tom, I was wondering, could you talk about how this budget of your football budget compares to some of the other budgets in the Big 12? Yeah, Patrick, I think it's important to note that we went about all of the budget items. So we talked about salaries, areas in different areas or different uh, commitments and outlay of, of money and funding. And this goes back to uh, a, com- a combined effort where we looked at what other schools in the pack in the big 12 we're doing we looked at some pac 12 we looked at some of the other p5 conference we looked about where we had come from and together we kind of came up with those numbers and we're still working with those as to what we were going to need to do to get it right and so i think that i I wouldn't want to compare it to any one or any conference but i think that we can look each other in the eye and say we're on track this is where we want to be this is where we want to go and if we have to adapt we'll adapt all right there's tom homo and kalani sataki at the press conference on friday and we'll have more on byu later in the show and the unprecedented commitment to byu football coming up next the best of the jazz post game show stay with us Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Utah Jazz destroy the Washington Wizards 4-0 on the road trip. Let's get to the best of the postgame show. It's your Jazz recap here on DJ and PK on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jazz win. They sweep their four-game road trip after a win over the Wizards on Saturday night, 123-98. to Jake Scott with you. Big-time games from Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Hassan Whiteside Saturday night. Donovan, 28 points. He did it on 10 of 20 shooting, 4 of 9 from 3 at 4 assists as well. Rudy, 20 and 11. He also added a block shot. Rudy was 9 of 10 from the field. And Hassan Whiteside, how about this line in just 20 minutes coming in off the bench? Whiteside, 18 points, 14 rebounds, 4 block shots as he just had an absolute monster game. And the Jazz uh, beat the Wizards uh, with a big-time second half. Uh, again, 123-98. to Let's get you some post-game sound. Let's start things off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Well, I think we're a better team now than when we left. Um, and that's hopefully what competition does for you. Um, you know, every game was a little bit different. I was, you know, tonight was more of a possession game. Um, we didn't we didn't shoot it as well as we, we had been. Um, but I thought we got really connected in our pick and roll defense in the second half and were able to uh, defensive rebound. Um, and we took care of the ball, which is, you know, th- those two things, you know, on the front end of the possession and then on the back end of the defensive possession are, are really important. Um, and it's been something we've been talking about. And, I, you know, I thought our guys really – internalize that and uh you know the way we defended tonight was really really good obviously you guys were at a quote-unquote rest disadvantage tonight how much do you, do you think of that or how much does that kind of play you know i i mean I, I think about it because it's my job to think about it um you know we don't talk about it unless it's something that we're, we're basically going to acknowledge that we're not going to be tired and uh you know i, I it didn't we had a good shoot around this morning and, uh, you know, we were smart about that, but I think guys were locked in, you know, more than anything, I think, 
you know, this, this, you're always going to, you can always find something to be tired about, you know? Um, and every team has that. So I think teams that are able to compartmentalize it and play through it and maybe understand when you are a little fatigued, the things you need to do to still be successful, you have to be even more precise. And, um, that's what we saw tonight. Felt like in the third quarter, things started getting a little more crisp, just in terms of moving the ball, being a little more precise. Uh, what kind of a challenge for yeah, I mean, you can't play well the whole game, <laughs> you know. Um, you can try. And I think, you know, that that's something, again, that you know, hopefully we talk about things enough that when we're not doing them, we recognize that we can be better. And you're right. There, there were, it's hard to shoot passes. It, let me say it's, it's easier to shoot a good pass. Um, it's easiest to shoot a perfect pass. And, but again, I, I thought the way we took care of the ball, um, you know, even if we miss a shot, we get a shot. That's, that's important for us. I didn't think we came out running the way we wanted to. And some of that was because of their offensive rebounding. It's hard when you're taking the ball to the net. Those are, you know, on some level demoralizing plays. You play good defense, you give up an offensive rebound, put back. Um, you got to respond from that. And I, I thought we did. He he was, you know, his second half tonight, I thought was really, really big. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, that sometimes we can take for granted as far as, you know, the way that we try to game plan to use Rudy and we're asking him to absorb a lot of things um, in a short period of time, particularly having been out for a couple games, but these last two games, you know, obviously he's been a big part of, of us, of us winning. And, um, particularly tonight in the second half defensively and the way he finished on the offensive end, he really had a presence. So I'm happy for him and he should feel really good. One more. Mm-hmm. Is usually revolved around his shooting ability, his ability to take it, make shots, but yeah, you know, he, he, JC loves to play and he's probably harder on himself than anyone. And, um, you know, he, he, he let the game come to him. There was a play in the first half where, you know, he, he stopped in the middle of the lane, shot faked, pass faked, and then threw Hassan a lob that was, you know, you know, a picture perfect play for, you know, someone that can go in there and he can, you know, get a shot, him involving other people. And, um, he can do that, you know, just because you can score doesn't mean you're a selfish player. Um, and I thought he defended well too. So the big thing for him is to just, you know, like I said, don't, don't beat yourself up over a missed shot and keep doing the things you can do to help the team win. And he, he knows that and that's what he's bought into. I think we have one on Zoom from Andy Larson. Quinn, uh, if you look at the stats, you kind of see the two-point percentage for you guys this year is a lot higher than it was last year. And I'm curious, you know, what do you think the big reason behind that improvement is and uh, how do you how do you kind of coach that, I suppose? Well, I, I think, you know, the, every game's a little different. You know, the other night against Philly, we had, you know, pull up off the dribble threes. I don't know how many we had, but there was a lot of them early. And then, you know, you force the defense to adjust. And then, 
take advantage of the way they're playing you. And I, I think that's um, got some guys that are reading those situations better and, and we're generating um, when we do have those shots, Donovan in particular, you know, Mike tonight, you know, th- those guys are, that's what the defense has given us. And, you know, I think we're also finding, um, you know, putting a priority on attacking the rim at times as well. Um, not just with the law, but when people are conscious of, you know, really staying with Rudy, we've got some guys that are going to the rim. So, uh, as I said, I, I just think our decision-making, and I'd like to see that continue to improve. You know, I didn't, I wasn't aware of the, the two-point percentage difference. I'm, um, you know, I'm aware of us taking care of the ball, and I think all those things are connected. There's Coach Schneider uh, after his team won 123-98. to uh, Coach saying that his team is uh, better uh, after this road trip than when they uh, when they left. And they were playing all right when they uh, left home uh, a couple of weeks ago. So uh, coming back, uh, according to Coach, a better team. Let's hear from the players. Let's start things off with Rudy Gobert. I think they're just uh, moving the ball in general. You know, it's been uh, – I mean, we know that we when we do that, we – the best offensive team in the league and you know and it, it's it's really hard to game plan against that you know we got so many players that can score and players that can understand the game and that can like uh, find the open teammates too that it's uh, you know it's a, it's a, it's a huge uh, huge weapon for us and when we keep that mindset and, and keep that focus on, on, on moving the ball it's a uh, it just makes our team go from here to here, and uh, and I do think that it makes it makes us better defensively too, because we we're able to set our defense and uh, and also our communication. Weirdly, gets better defensively too. I, I think it just uh, it's just a feel, you know. We the way we play. I think tonight, uh, you know, was uh, the way we played on both ends. You know, the mindset that we had was really. Uh, it was really like a, I feel like a, a contender mindset. Like we, 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 we got better throughout the whole game. Every quarter we got better, and uh, you know, and and we play in defense. I mean, that that's the key for us. It's, it's, we come in every single game with that defensive mindset, and um, and then the rest uh, offensively, we just we just share the ball. You know, that's pretty much it. Be aggressive, share the ball, take your shots. And, uh, and defensively, you know, it's, it's uh, everyone is taking up the challenge, and uh, and that's how I think we, we can be the, the team that we can be. I mean, it, it does play, I think, but uh, when, when you you know when you step on the court, like if you if you want to be a if you want to be a championship team, you can be you can be worried about that. You know, obviously we we are professionals. We are been in this league for many years, so we understand that you know it's a it's a long season. It's going to be world trips. It's going to be back to backs. But uh, it's also you know a great opportunity for us to 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 get better and to use those games. Like if, if we if if we tired, we got to be able to 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 keep playing great basketball. And, and you know you're not going to be fresh all the time. You're not going to be when when this playoffs and you're playing game seven, you're not going to be fresh, you know, but you're going to be able to play the right way and uh, and to find the energy. So that's that's the mindset, you know, every night uh, use that to, 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 to get better and, uh, and, you know, we'll be taking up the challenge. This morning, the news came out that Alex is focused in the protocol for potential exposure. How much do you guys just draw the course of the season with, you know, 
So where did this go? How much do you think about you know situations like that? I mean, we we taking every step that we need to take. Uh, you know, we you know we 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 see what's going on and then we keep we keep moving. We keep you know respecting the protocols and uh, and at the same time we keep you know doing what we do as a team. Uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere soon. Uh, so it's really uh, you know yeah, be, be smart. Uh, Keep keep moving forward. Be smart, and uh, and that's it. And you know, and it's unfortunate when someone tests positive, but it's it's going to be a reality, you know, for probably uh, for a while. So it's you know, you got to just live with it. What have you seen out of JC at the Uh I mean, it's been it's been. Uh, I, I think it's it's, it's playmaking has got better every year, and. and uh, you know, and uh, I really like, I really respect that from him. You know, it's, it's completely changed his game. Uh, and he learned how to really get out his confidence on it and really uh, uh, not just be a scorer, but be a, be a playmaker and, and create for his teammates. And I, and I think for our team, once again, like it, it takes us to a whole different level, you know, because we know he's going to score, but when he's able to, uh, to read uh, the double team or, or read the right play and make the right play, you know, it's, it just takes us to a whole different level. There's Rudy, 20-11 and 11 from Rudy Gobert against the Wizards as he was very good. Let's now hear from Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, she, she wanted to come to the game. Um, and she was like, you know, just invite her teammates. And they showed out. They they, they showed out. So I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the love. And, you know, I had the shoes that were, that were for them. So um, just always trying to find ways to, to show love to my sister, man. She's, like I told you, she's always by my side, especially when I, we were younger. You know, she missed out on a lot of child things to come stay in a hot gym for six hours a day. So, you know, any chance I can to <clears throat> show appreciation. And that was her bringing all of her group of friends to, to a game. And, you know, I appreciate it. And so it's, it's, it's a great feeling to have that. You get that the jersey for Yeah. Um, I, had, I had a few of them. Well, all of them laying around. <laughs> so um, we were able to get them to them. And, you know, they've always wanted one, but I never had the opportunity. So I feel like it was the perfect time for me to, you know, give them out. And you – my man uh, Jordan um, over at Adidas, same name as my sister, but uh, over at Adidas hooked, hooked him up for me. I asked him maybe a week and a half ago. He he got it done in a week and a half. So um, I was I was appreciated by Adidas team, and they're great. You know, they were able to get him for me. You know, real quick, and they they aren't for sale. It's just one game, and I probably won't wear them again. You know, just put them in like a little a box, and you know, bring it back to, to the house back home. So. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you know, we, we were kind of sluggish to start, you know, which is expected last game of a road trip. You know, you're playing really tough teams, playing hard. Um, but I think the biggest thing for us was just, you know, perseverance, you know, finding ways, you know, like I always say, you know, we strive to be the best in what we do defensively, offensively, but it's not always going to be perfect. You know, and I think for us understanding, okay, where our mistakes were, what we did well, how we can adjust. And then we were able to do that in the third quarter. And then we also helps me get that boost of energy, pushing and transition, um, finding the weaknesses and being able to get into the gaps. Um, it's all mental, to be honest. I think that's that's the biggest thing is, you know, 
it could easy, you could easily lay down and say, you know, oh, this ain't the night, you know, but I think what makes our group and, you know, uh, this league specials, we have a lot of guys which is mentally tough, you know, in that way. Um, being able to, you know, you're playing the best, the best. You know, we have guys in the soccer room who's, you know, doing going through different things. You know, whether it's physical, it's it's mental, it's it's whatever. But being able to put your all out on the floor, I respect that. You know, because it's tough to do. Uh, but I think a lot of it is mental. Just like I said, perseverance. And you know, if you're not body's not feeling great, don't put yourselves in positions where you can get tired. You know, being able to make the pass, and it, it also helps when you have like five guys that can handle the ball, ten guys that can shoot, and then you got at the end of the day, if you if you get beat on defense, you got two towers back there. That are, are able to help you out. So we always have each other's back, especially in moments in games like that. But, you know, it, it's it's just all about perseverance. Speaking of guys getting out of the ball, it seems like JC had a really effective game playmaker. That's that's him. You know, he's grown each 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 year he's been with us over the past it's been two years, right? Two years, yeah. Two past two years, been with that. We feel like we've been with each other forever, which is a good thing. Um, <clears throat> uh, with him, you know, it's making the decisions. You know, we understand his role. You know, go out there and I tell him, look, you open, go ahead, score, and do that. But he's able to make a conscious effort, watching film, getting better, getting there, getting in the lane, understanding that they collapse tonight. Some teams stay home on shooters, so it's like they put two on him. So he's able to get the lobs and get into the paint and create. And you know, he's he's done. He's he's been doing this for a while. He's been to a finals. He understands the game, and you know, you see the progression you know in this game you see it on games like tonight obviously you know you get everyone's kind of get a little more back to normal but you just still weird how do you kind of um, you know, I texted him. He has, he has, fortunately for him, he has no symptoms as of right now. So he's doing well. And, you know, but I think the biggest thing is it helps that we've played a season through this already. So I think to being able to navigate, figure out, you know, okay, if you have a group of people, you got to get tested. You got to kind of being smart about how, cause you're trying to get back to normal. We all are, you know, but it's just being smarter about it, you know, understanding that and getting, getting boosted, obviously vaccinated, I think, I think helps, you know, I don't, I think that, that, that um that mindset, just being able to do the little things, using hand sanitizer, just being extra clean, you know, and doing what you can, you know, when you can. I think that's that's really it. And you know, um yeah, go from there. With the windmill, yeah. I've had to describe this like eight times back there. So I was tired. So I had my mind on I was really gonna, you know, try and put all my energy into it. And then he threw it up. And ever since I uh, hurt my ankle, I get real cautious of what's under me. And I didn't know where Brad Beal was. So if you watch, I kind of, my body kind of goes away from the rim. But I was like, you know what, let's just try it. You know, I, I haven't, you know, showed off any bounds. It looked nasty. I'm, I'm really mad at how it looked. It looks disgusting. It didn't look like Daniel Gaffords, I'll tell you that. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. I had my mind set on it, but I didn't know where Brad's body was. So I didn't want to land on him. I was nervous about that. So I was like... It's disgusting. It just look bad. <laughs> yeah, that was the, that was a tough one. That was a tough one. So, but yeah. Donovan Mitchell, twenty-eight points, uh, ten of twenty shooting against the Wizards, and Donovan just had a fantastic uh, road trip as the Jazz go four and zero. Let's now hear from Jordan Clarkson. Uh, what did you guys learn from from this trip? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we just played. I think a big thing for us was uh, 
what was it, uh, transition defense for us. Uh, that's kind of been something that we like talked about all through the you know last week or so through practice and everything, shoot arounds and everything. So um, I think it was a big step for us. I think these last two games we really did a good job of that. Um, you got uh, games like the Minnesota game, the Philly game. Um, you know, it's just great growth for the team, uh, especially in this uh, with a last win in, in uh, Washington with Brad Bill, uh, causing a lot of tension. You know, it's just a, a whole team effort. I think it's it's been a it's been a good growth uh, road trip for us. How has the team's offense kind of evolved from last year to this season? Uh, I mean, we uh, we still do what we do. You know, we take shots, uh, we run, uh, we take open threes, we take contested threes. Uh, I think a. Uh, Big part of uh, our offense this year is, you know, Hassan has been a big play in our offense, uh, offense rebounding, finishing. Um, you know, most nights that we winning, you know, he's he's got a double double with, you know, like ten and ten, and that's all. That's not even a uh, twenty minutes. It's probably like an eighteen minutes or something in his uh, extensive play. So, uh, you know, I think it's big play from him and uh, big play from Rudy Gay as well. He spaces the floor for us, uh, knocks down shots. You know, we know Don and uh, you know Rudy gonna do offensively uh, majority of the nights as well as Joe and Boyan. You know, because we played with those guys uh, for for these last years, so we know what's gonna happen. It seemed like the ball movement got better in the second half, and that you were a big part of that just in terms of you know throwing the lobs and saw you know find out like that. Were you kind of you feel more comfortable as a playmaker the more you're in the system? Um, I mean, I think it's actually, like, more fun for me uh, to kind of get somebody else a shot and then shoot threes over uh, three or four hands. A lot of teams, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of opposing coaches and kind of just mess around with them and stuff, and a lot of them always just come up to me and be like, oh, JC, we're not going to let you get off tonight. We're not going to let you score. And... um you know, sometimes I take some crazy shots and, and do stuff like that, but <laughs> it's just me uh, being me. But uh, making plays and um, a lot of teams are forcing me to pass, so I just got to make the play and uh, do what's best uh, for us. And it's going to help us grow a lot more, too. Uh, me coming off the ball and then just knocking shot on shots when uh, I have the opportunity to. Donovan called his window disgusting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think of it? Uh, it was a, uh, I don't know. My picture of uh, that was like a, like D Wade and LeBron. Like, that's what I was hoping for. But it kind of just went to like uh, just downhill from there. But <laughs> first thing I thought though was throw it off the glass, and then I was just like. No, nah, we can't do this. We got to score in transition right now. So I just hope he makes us dunk because, you know, he hasn't had uh, too many dunks this year. Uh, <laughs> he, he scored that one. And uh, I'm just happy he made it. You know, that, that helped a lot of momentum in the uh, second half and kept us running. Hey, last question. So, the news came out this morning that 
that Coos was in the protocol because he had potential exposure. Yeah. Um, what goes through your head is, as you guys are still having to navigate, like, you know, um, it's just pretty crazy. You know, we really don't know uh, a lot of stuff, but, you know, you trust uh, what's going on and what's happening. Uh, but, you know, you see guys around the league catching the guys that had the booster, you know, all this stuff. But uh, it's a touchy subject. It's a, it's a virus. It's, a, it's like you get it or something you kind of just gotta live with it and figure it out hopefully everybody's vaxxed and you know just help the situation and, you know if not that's your choice it's life there is Jordan Clarkson. Jordan with five assists on Saturday night to go along with 11 points on five of 11 shooting. You heard him talk about uh, taking joy out of making a good pass. But uh, the Jazz win, 123-98. to There's the best of the postgame show. Coming up next, what is trending? The headlines on the way.